Hello, you are listening to the latest episode of Strike, the Marvel Cinematic Universe podcast with a British twist. I'm your host, Paul, and joining me, I have got Tony Bufton. Good evening. And on the younger scale of things, we have Mr. Joshua Riley. Hello there. So we've been looking back and we noticed that it's been about a year since one of our most popular episodes was released. The, the Marvel vs. DC thing we did last year, which which seemed to go down really well. Um, and we thought we'd revisit it, because there's, there's been a lot of stuff going on in the last last year or so. Um, <laughs> I didn't know which way around to do it, but when I when I looked at it, I kind of, I didn't want to, to leave on a on a sour note, but when, <laughs> when I've looked, I've kind of gone, well, do you know what? There's actually more bad than there is good from, from both companies over the last year. Um, <laughs> yeah. So I'm going to start with the good stuff, just because there's there's not much of it. Um, the first thing that kind of came to mind was obviously the reintroduction of Spider-Man to the, the cinematic universe. Um, yeah. Yep. I think Marvel did very, very well with that. Um, what did you guys think of, of that? Because it's kind of, it kind of came as a bit of a surprise when it happened. I know there'd been a lot of talk about it and, and obviously we, we've talked about the introduction of Civil War and the film, but it was... I think in the overall MCU realm of things, I think we've not really looked at it so much. I think it kind of gave it a, like a, not a wake-up call, what you call it, like a, it gave the audience a bit of a, yeah, actually a wake-up call to be honest, because when you think about it, people went into Guardians 2, which was the last film before Homecoming, and they were like, yeah, it was a good film, but it was no, it was no cop on the first one, nothing, like it wasn't as good, but, then, like, they went and saw Homecoming and they were like, whoa, that was amazing. Like, I'm on the edge of my seat watching this at the minute. So it kind of, it was like a, I don't want to say reboot because it's not the right word, but do you know what I mean? It's it's like... Reinvigoration of the franchise. Yeah, it's, it's like giving it a new life, brand mm-hmm. new life. Because you're kind of used to seeing Robert Downey Jr., Chris Evans, Chris Hemsworth, Chris Pine. Chris Pine? Where did they get Chris Pine from? Well, He's oh, on the DC we're, side. We're going, we're going to him in a bit. Uh, um, oh, anyway, how it. about you? Uh, yeah, no, I don't agree with that. It's, it's sort of, it's a It's Yeah, it sort of, I said, reinvigorated it for everybody. And I think it was a, it was a massive success bringing him in. And his introduction in Civil War was nicely done. Um, I say creatively, it was the right idea not to go back to his origin story. We don't need that. Mm. Uh, I know, and they've kind of, very cleverly ignored it themselves in dialogue. I've noticed it's just uh, there's a line in passing when he's walking down the street with his mate, and he asks him about the spider, and it's just all kind of just sort of swept under the carpet. So even they acknowledge themselves. There's no need to dwell on it too much either within the yeah. story. Um, I think no, I think it's, it's been a breath of fresh air, and I just just hope that Sony going forward don't bugger it up basically yeah. <laughs> which again is, is something else we'll come on to in a, in a, I'll minute, do in a minute yeah um but for me personally i think that was the kind of character that they needed someone that possibly hasn't got that expectation on his head yeah um yeah. whereas obviously you've got Rob, uh you've got stark who's obviously the the head of everything and has had this this responsibility for for however long it is now, what, seven years? Mm. Seven, eight years? Mm, yes, yeah, something like that, yeah. Since the first film came out. And and again, with Evans, Captain America, there's a lot of expectation with that character. 
Um, obviously, he's the most patriotic character that Marvel have got. Um, and again, Thor is a character that is a god. Yeah. And and kind of now you've got Parker that's just this everyday kid that's just trying to live his life, and I think it's moved it away from that huge expectation of the character where you can kind of express things in different ways for him and he can live a normal life like we saw mm. in, in Homecoming that mm. he, can, he can go off and get a girlfriend maybe he'll yeah. fuck it up <laughs> because of who he is but we still get him to ha- see that side of things where he can just go back and see Aunt May which we don't see with a lot of other characters all the other characters have kind of got people that they go to but they know who they are um, yeah, and with with Peter, that it's kind of like he's having to live that double side, whereas he the mm. others have to kind of play up to who they are. Um, and I yeah. really enjoyed that side of things, and hopefully they'll they'll continue that on. And I get the feeling with Infinity War, he may not possibly be in huge amounts of it. I know they've kind of said it's going to be a similar appearance to Civil War. Um, yeah, we don't know about the second film yet. Um, he, as far as I'm aware, he's not filming it at the moment. Uh, there's yeah, other people I mean, that are filming <coughs> at the moment, so we'll see what they do. And obviously, the sequel's not that far out for us, so we'll get to see him a bit more, I'm sure. Yeah, yeah I think I think it'll probably he's, he's going to be just probably suspecting the Earthbang bits, isn't he? I suspect. Yeah. So interestingly, um, we did see him on set, didn't we, in that first video with with um, Chris Pratt and Robert Downey Jr. Mm. That yeah. seem to be mm. off world, so and he's we wearing a different suit now as well. Yeah, um, yeah. Well, that's what's kind of making me hope they've gone for the otherworldly symbiote story, and it's gonna maybe link into the second Spider-Man film. I'm hoping. I'm not. I'm not betting on it. I'm just hoping they might have. Yeah. Um, but no, I think no. So he's he's been a big success, and, and not overloading him. I mean, we we didn't see any of the Spidey sense in his movie. Which we've already seen in the trailer for Infinity War, by the looks of it. Yeah. Um, when he sat on the bus, I think. Yeah. Mm. Um, so they're, they're drip feeding it, which is quite nice as well. We're not getting him all at once. Yeah, we're not getting fully superpowered Spider-Man. Mm. So I think creatively, that's a good idea. Yeah, obviously they're kind of. I think they're kind of. <coughs> and Josh, this will be closer to you with the whole uh, growing up thing, being a yeah. teenager, and and yeah. his powers not coming to him all at once. Um, yeah, I think I think was it. I think it might have been my dad described it as like when um I don't know it was my auntie actually. My auntie said when she was growing up and she was getting into her like her twenties and stuff. You know, like when Friends came out first. Yeah. Originally, that connected with everyone because its main primary audience was people who were of the same age as the cast. Mm-hmm. That's why Homecoming is connected with so many teenagers in like this Spider-Man film is connected with so many teenagers because the actors, the primary cast are of the same age and the director understands what it's like to grow up. Maybe not in this day and age, but he sort of brought it up to date. And like I said in the last episode we did, it's a Spider-Man for the current genera- generation. That's why it's gone down an absolute hit. Yeah. Mm. So I, I think that covers the, the first bit of Marvel. We'll, we'll move on to DC. We'll, we'll mix it up a bit. And I think, again, going back to a very similar structure, I think, was the full introduction of Wonder Woman. 
Now, yes. I've, not, I've not seen it, personally. Oh, my God. But I thought I'd throw it out to you two guys, because you've both seen it. And I think it's, oh, it's in amazing. a similar way, I think it's it's kind of moved the DC universe on a little bit in the same way that Spider-Man has. Yeah, definitely. Absolutely, yeah. Um, for me, oh, it's gosh. the best film of this current incarnation of DC that I've seen. I yeah. came out of the film actually really feeling I enjoyed it, the experience for once, and um, not having that total meh feeling I've had from some of the others coming out. Mm. Um, uh, it's yeah, the first this, one this I've wanted to go good. out and buy. This is how good the film was. My mum enjoyed it, and she <laughs> hates superhero films because she thinks, oh, they're just a load of stupid people running around in a leotard. No, they're not. You sit down and watch this film, woman. She loved it. <laughs> Absolutely yeah. loved it. And I think, again, casting was a thing. I mean, there was so much furore at the time about the casting of Gal Gadot. And, uh, Gal Gadot, I'm not quite sure how it's pronounced, but she, I thought, nailed it. I think she's fantastic. Yeah, she is. Um, she comes across as this really smart, independent, occasionally feisty, headstrong, but... Yeah driven woman who won't be messed around, who won't be told what to do by a man, who, but also isn't overly superior either. Yeah, she's vulnerable. Yeah. It, it sort of brings her to, while she is supposed to be a god, so, so to speak, it, the way she portrays the character is someone who can be hurt, can well, has feelings, basically, isn't just like, yeah. isn't the way, sorry to say, even though I love the bare bones of him, Henry Cavill plays Superman, as like, nothing actually affects me, until mm. I've now gone and sacrificed myself, for everyone else, and now when I come back, I'm going to be all nice and happy and lovely, she was just straight out the gate, a, a nice person, who got hurt, but stayed true to herself, and what she believed in, it was great. Yeah, and, and they, they definitely seem to, despite the fact, and again, it's something we're going to probably talk about later on in the episode. They seem to be pushing her more to the fore, despite a lot of the announcements and the rumours about other films that she seems to be becoming like the lead focus. Whenever yeah. they, whenever they do any promo work, it seems to be Wonder Woman that's taking the lead. Um, but we should see further down the line. We we know we've got a, a sequel coming. Um, I believe Patty Jenkins is more or less signed up for the sequel now. And yeah, she's doing it again. Um, and again, that's that's someone that that Marvel had on their books with Patty Jenkins originally yeah. from Direct Thor Thor Two, um, mm. and and she was moved on and ended up at DC. And and we'll talk about people moving from Marvel to DC shortly, I'm sure. Um, but. Yeah, they seem to they seem to have got that that part of what you want to call their extended universe. But again, lots more to talk about in the bad bits when it comes to the expanded universes and God knows what. Um, <laughs> but I'm I'm going to say it. I, I wasn't particularly taken with her in uh, Batman vs Superman, which kind of put me off seeing it. That was that was the reason why I've not seen it. I have to pick and choose which films I go and see, and at the time. I'd already been to see Guardians. I'd already been to see Spider-Man. Um, mm. I'll bring it up now. I'm going to see Inhumans next week at the cinema. Um, uh -huh. The first two episodes in IMAX. Um, so I have to be kind of choosy. And, and, and I didn't take to her in, 
in Batman vs Superman, so it kind of put me off. But I will pick it up on DVD. I've got all the rest on DVD, so there's, I'm not going to miss out on on one. Um, so I will watch it, and I'm looking I forward think, to it. Well, it's it's good you mention it because that kind of juxtaposes the way that Sony and Marvel have dealt with Spider-Man is that she did feel a little bit shoehorned into Batman versus yeah. Superman, and maybe that was a problem. And she didn't really have a lot to do, I didn't think, other no. than turn up for a fight at the end. Yeah, yeah the only Superman reason she was kind of in that film was like, oh, she's here just because we're kind of teasing you that she's got a film coming out, yeah. and we think mm. it's going to be great. Yeah. Mm. So, so moving on, I'm going to move on to the TV side of things now. Uh, we'll go back to Marvel. And I think Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. this year... Um, oh really picked up. Um, they've given up on this idea of not having super-powered people in it, which I thought was a really good idea. They they kind of tried yeah. to avoid having those those out-and-out superheroes that people know. Uh, yeah. And I think bringing Ghost Rider in made a complete difference this year. That was genius-inspired. Yeah. Fantastic. Because I, I used to just have to drag myself through watching S.H.I.E.L.D. over the last maybe two years... And this year, I actually couldn't wait for next week to watch it because I wanted to know what happened next. Over the last maybe two years, I've been like, oh, I've got to watch this as well. I've just remembered that's on my watch list as well. But this year, I was like, yeah, yeah, right, that's out now. I'm watching that straight away. It kept you hooked. It was brilliant. Yeah, and I I think the whole life model decoy thing as well, which had been a huge part of the, the stories in the comics... I think yeah. made a big difference. I love and what his name escaped me. John Hanna, I thought was really great in in that role. And mm, we yeah, it's fantastic. Mallory was brilliant uh, in, yes, in that role. Yeah. Uh, yes. Tony's dribbling in the corner right oh. now. <laughs> um, but I just thought the casting this year was really good, and I like that whole other world thing as well. When they went into the alternate reality and they brought oh, yeah. brought some of the characters back that we'd kind of been mm. a bit bummed that they got rid of, yeah, uh, like no, Rick coming great. back, yeah, oh. um, which I thought was great. Uh, yeah. And I like the whole fact that a lot of them didn't even realise who they were and and things like that. And there was a couple of people that kind of got left by the wayside. I didn't particularly like the whole May story regarding it. It kind of left her sidelined for quite a while. Um, mm. But that happens sometimes when you've got big casts the size of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Um, they're going to have to pick and choose who they use on a regular basis. It's just, and certainly after you get to this, this length in time that they've been on, on air, they're going to pick up larger casts as they go. I know they've killed people off, and, but then they've brought them back as well. Um, which I thought worked in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., and I'll talk about how I didn't think it worked in some other shows later on. Um, but, yeah, I thought Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. was possibly... I'd probably put it up in probably the top two series, that they've, the seasons that they've done. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, I no. Thought, I still I thought the first season was really good. It just didn't get the viewers. Um, mm. I like the whole... J. August Richards, obviously, me and Tony, we've known him for for years, and I liked his storyline yeah. in that first season, um, yeah. and I thought they really dropped the ball not using him further on. Um, mm, agree. But this this new season was probably up there with that first season for me. Yeah. yeah. I'd, say, I'd say it's, for me personally, I'd say it's actually my favourite, because mm. I, it'd probably be 
this series and then one, two, and three. I did, I really didn't like the Inhuman stuff last year. It just bored me to death. Yeah, I have to agree. Yeah. I wasn't a huge fan of the Inhuman storyline, and I think we'll talk about Inhumans later on. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I I really enjoyed Agents of Shield this year, and I'm looking forward to, for it to come back. Uh, yeah. I think we're having to wait a bit longer now because of Inhumans, and we're probably we're all either going to see it not until I think end of October, early November, or even the New Year. They've not not actually officially confirmed when it's coming back yet. Um, yeah. You filmed quite a lot of episodes already, though. Yeah, they have. Um, and it'd be interesting, because I think whenever they kind of start it, it's going to tie into Infinity War. It's, mm. it's going gonna, it's mm. gonna to cross over at some point. And especially how they ended this season of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. with them being in space. I can yes. see that there's not going to be some kind of crossover here. Yeah, yeah. Even if the characters don't cross over for me, there's got to be something. You've got to see something from somewhere um, that they're involved. So yeah, it'll be interesting. Yeah. I know. It's, I know Samuel L. Jackson has now come out and said that, he, as far as he's aware, he's not in Infinity War. Well, maybe he's in Agents of Shield instead. It wouldn't possibly. surprise me in the slightest. But I'd agree, though. It doesn't make sense otherwise to have them that last shot. Yeah. In the series, and again, I'd agree it was a really good series. I thought the the Madam Hydra stuff was fantastic. In fact, I thought Mallory's best stuff was as Madam Hydra. Um, that woman can rock black eyeshadow. I have to say, mm-hmm. <laughs> but um, yeah, and I think there's definitely must be a, a reason, and particularly when the new season's coming out after Christmas, it would seem to slip into that that slipstream certainly of Infinity War. Yeah. And the other DC thing I was going to bring up was, and we'll talk about the other shows later, um, was Legends of Tomorrow, I thought, really picked up its game last year. Um, oh. And for mm. me, was probably the best of the four shows. Oh, no, no, I'd have to disagree with you on that one. Definitely. Arrow was perfect this year. Really? Yeah. Arrow. Which way I would actually put at the bottom of the pile. Oh I my thought, god! I thought it had the worst villain it's ever had in Adrian Chase. I thought he was the most annoying, pointless, boo hoo, life is woe villain that the show has ever had. Oh no, your, I love Your dad movie. was an evil bastard who got an arrow like he deserved. Deal with it. Oh no, I love I thought him. he was a terrible villain. I oh no. Tony. I think he's oh, the worst no, villain I... the show's had. Yeah. Oh no. I'd say Arrow. Legends, uh, probably Supergirl and then Flash. No, I would go Legends, Supergirl, Flash, and then Arrow. Oh. Arrow by a long way. Yeah. He, Adrian Chase was worse. And it's another character that I'll bring up, like I mentioned about bringing characters back. Damien Dark had been, was appalling last year, and Adrian Chase was worse than that. Oh, no. <laughs> no. Yeah. No, I'm sorry. I, I think it must be... Right, I'm probably going to play the generation card here, but it probably is an age difference because me and all my mates in, back in sixth form absolutely loved Arrow this year. First thing we said to each other on a Friday morning, did you watch Arrow? And, like, we were all up at, like, six in the morning to watch it. To, and then, like, we were texting each other to say, like, oh, my God, that's just happened, that's just happened. <laughs> and... Like, we, we absolutely loved it. I just thought he was a, a poor villain with poor motivation, 
and some of the sites or the the new team didn't really work for me either. Yeah, I'll give you that. I think I thought um, Artemis was a bit crap to be honest. Um, and it just it said I think they ditched wrong characters. There's that scene on the rooftop when you actually find out who Prometheus is. Oh yeah, and he, he shoots Vigilante off the roof. For me, Vigilante was a far more interesting villain. I wanted to yeah. see far more of him. Yeah, I want to see more of him, but like I said, I I, I loved Prometheus. I loved him. Yeah, but yeah, but Paul, it's the bow and arrows thing in it with Josh. That's why he's, <laughs> <laughs> he's thinking cosplays already. That's why. Yes. Me, Adrian Chase was more of a pantomime villain than Malcolm Merlin was. And that's saying something yes. you've got John Barrowman playing Malcolm yes. Yes. who is King Pantomime. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. But yeah, I, I think Legends this year was very good. I, I, I yeah. wouldn't say that the new new team members were as good as Captain Cold last year. Um, yeah. But I liked what they did with Rip. I, I actually spoke to Arthur Darville about it and he said he really enjoyed it when I met him. Um, he said he loved playing that villain. Mm. Things. Um, and I really enjoyed they mixed it up a little bit they had someone in that team that maybe wasn't what they thought he was um, same as the previous year they'd done with Captain Cold which Captain Cold was the best bit of season one um, mm. and they went and killed him off um, mm. but again that was a character bringing him back in dribs and drabs I think that worked yeah um, throughout the season and and I didn't mind Steel I thought he was quite good I would have preferred the original Vixen um, that we met in Arrow and in the animated series than introducing yes. a new version of it um, she's coming into it next year but, for both of them yeah but I really enjoyed that, the whole season uh, as an overall arc I thought it really worked I liked I liked the little history nods that they gave this year the George yeah. Lucas episode was fantastic <laughs> um, and they didn't take themselves too seriously. I think in the first season they were trying to establish themselves in the same universe mm. as, as Arrow, as Flash, as Supergirl. Um, yeah. And I didn't think it worked quite as well. This year they lightened up. Um, they realised they were never going to be taken seriously because they were all of a bit of a, a mishmash. And just overall I thought it was a better season. Hmm. I, yeah, I did I, like some of the, the the alternate stuff, like the future version of Arrow that we saw. I thought that was a yeah. really good episode. Oh yeah. Um, and the last shot of the season, I thought was fantastic. <laughs> Dinosaurs. <laughs> Guys, I think we broke time. I think it's just just a brilliant sort Only of. Only the legends could break time. Yeah, and, and that's what I meant about lightening up. There was that that whole storyline with the dinosaur with Ray. Um, oh yeah. When he was when he was stranded. Um, and I just thought that that whole kind of vein throughout the season was just it was something different that we hadn't seen from the DC shows. Yeah. I, I just thought um, this series gave Matt Leshner a chance to shine as the reverse Flash. And because, again, I thought that worked, bringing him back. Yeah, yeah <laughs> because he, he had what? In season one of The Flash, he had all of maybe half an hour of screen time across the whole series then in season two he had one episode which was supposed to be his origin which was pretty crap to be honest and then this series of legends he was in it practically all the time and he was just amazing i'm starting Likewise, to him over to say, Tom Kavanaugh's version 
like I was going to say that um, Paul was just mentioning a minute ago, the other two villains I thought actually worked a lot better in this. Yeah. Merlin yeah. and Dark, they seem to work really well in that, that sort of kind of a double act almost. I actually didn't like Merlin as much as Dark, which I found weird. I thought Dark was better than Merlin. I think the, the problem they had was that they were already planning on writing John L. Yeah. Um, on Arrow. Yeah. yeah, and I think they were struggling to write for him at times. Um, which is a shame, because I think he's been one of the bright sparks of Arrow. Yeah. And he's already um, said that he would come back if he was given and, a chance. And now they've come out and said, basically, we're, we're not saying that he's dead. Yeah. So, but he said After, he hadn't heard anything. Yeah. After blowing him up. Yeah. Because he really was. But then again, you don't see the body, and unless you see no. a body, someone's not dead. <laughs> well, even if they are dead, they're not always dead anyway. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. yeah. One thing I will mention that I thought was good about about Arrow this year was bringing Manu Bennett back. Uh, I thought Slade mm. had been a, a huge waste as a character, and obviously we know there was the rumours about him being in. The, the character being in the Batman. Um, oh, yeah. That now looks like that's dead in the water for him. Um, so they've now been allowed to bring him back for Arrow. I believe he, he is going to be reoccurring again this year. And yeah, I'm really glad about that because yeah. I, I really did think he was wasted at times. Yeah. Mm. And you've got to be honest, even if you didn't like Arrow this year, you've got to admit that was a heavy cliffhanger. Yeah, it was. Mm. It was yeah. one hell of a cliffhanger. You can't get much better than blowing everyone up and seeing who, who survives next season. It's quite literally going out with a bang. So Yeah, I'll, I'll be very surprised if many of them have corked it, though, I must admit. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So the last, the last good thing that I had, and we haven't done our full review yet, that's going to be next month, but The Defenders. <sighs> oh, I Marvel it. got it right. You, yeah, you can't Absolutely. say they didn't. No, um, they got it perfect. Everything well, was done perfect. so well. Yeah. yeah. Um, we'll give you a full review. I think we're going to do a split uh, review. We're going to do four episodes and four episodes. Um, yeah. Over the next month or so. Um, but with the people that were worried, and we'll talk about Iron Fist in the next bit. Um, the people that were worried it was going to turn out the same as as Iron Fist. Uh, not so well received. Um, I think that was blown out of the water. The reviews for the first four episodes weren't great, um, but it didn't seem to put people off watching it. I watched it within 36 hours. Um, yeah, I did. I watched the first all eight episodes just because I just wanted to carry on doing it, whereas others, I've kind of started to do that sort of thing and then gone, do you know what? I'll just watch Lampard. it over the next week or so. Yeah. Um, with this, I actually had to keep watching every episode ended with me wanting to see what happened next. Yeah. Um, and every character works well. Yeah. Individually and <coughs> as the team. Um, which I just thought no, was great. They did, did a really good job. And I don't think Marvel have done such a good job since probably the first Avengers. Um, yeah. For building a team. And for um, me. Yeah. And the introductions were done quite well. Am I right in thinking, uh, that Jessica and Matt's introduction is from the, lifted from one of the comics? It's from the Alias yes. comic. Yeah. 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 I was absolutely made up because I think I said when they announced, it was either when they announced, uh, Defenders was happening or 
I think it was when we were reviewing Jessica Jones, I said that at the very end of it, I wanted her to be arrested for something or for actually killing Kilgrave. And then for Matt to walk through the door and say, say nothing, I'm your attorney. But that actually happened in The Defenders. And I was like, I said that. Someone's, <laughs> someone's definitely bugged my house and was like, right, we're having that. I'm, I'm scared now. Someone's listening to me. I thought, I thought just, well, I don't want to dwell it too much at this point, but I thought their interaction was brilliant, the two of them. They were the best thing. And, and her sarcasm just worked on him so well. It was yeah. yeah. There was a few characters that I felt probably didn't need to be in it. Um that they just kind of throw in because they had to. Um, yeah. Well, Hogarth. well, like... Hogarth, oh, yeah, I was just going to say, she's only there to set that up, that meeting, really, isn't yeah. she? Mm. Um, um. And a couple of the other other ones, like uh, Jessica's next-door neighbour really wasn't needed. Yeah, he wasn't. Um, he, he was just uh, there for the sake of it. Yeah. yeah. Whereas there was a couple of other characters that, that played a, a much larger role. Um Obviously, Jessica Henwick was back. Um, yeah. She played a larger role. There was a bit of chemistry for her and Misty Knight, um, setting up the Sisters of the Dragon, or whatever they're called. Um, so yeah, it was it was really well set up, and I think I think it sets up the next phase for for Netflix as well, um, in a good way. They've all gone off on their own own journeys again now. Um, yeah, and we'll see them in. Well, we'll see, obviously, Mr. Castle making his return in, what, three months now? Something like um, that, yeah. I was just going to say at this point, Paul, just a shout out there, that one of the support cast is at Cardiff in the next couple of weeks' time. Yes, Madame Gal makes, yep. uh, makes her return. Now, I've got a feeling she must be British, because she's now done London Film and Comic Con and Cardiff. Mmm. So might I have to have a look. whether she lives here. She might be, yeah, might be domicile if nothing else. Yeah. So, so I'm, I'm toying with the idea of going down there for to meet her. Yeah, I, I, I'm really annoyed that I didn't because they they had her and they had um, Finn Jones and Jessica Henwick were all at London Film and Comic Con when mm. I went, and I just I couldn't afford to get them. And at the time, I was kind of like, Do you know what, I don't really want to start a Defenders project, <laughs> but that's gone out the window now. So as soon as the next one's announced then I'll be getting something started um, hopefully shout out to Sean Harry he's mentioned that he's, he is working on some Defenders guests for, for Ultimates 3 so hopefully there'll be, be some there um, be nice if we could actually get Charlie this time yeah. be... so did either of you guys have anything good on either, on either side that you wanted to bring up um, I think it's time for the bad you think it's time for the bad it's good to be bad it is good uh, to be bad, but not in this case. Sometimes no, I, I think I'm gonna I'm gonna start with the with the big one, and and we've got to look at uh, the DC extended universe and and more, as we mm. can say now. It just looks like they are throwing things at the wall and looking what's sticking. Yeah, yeah. especially yeah, the Joker announcement this week was uh, the, the two Joker announcements. <coughs> two, yeah, quite. Yeah, uh, it's just like really they went to they went to San Diego Comic Con. Didn't mention films that they'd already announced. <laughs> they'd announced Nightwing. They announced Gotham City Sirens that weren't mentioned at all. Um, they then announced that they were doing other films that hadn't been talked about. Um, 
They've now, as we said, they've announced a Joker prequel film that Which has nothing to, to do happen. with. Yeah, that doesn't even have anything to do with the extended universe. Well, it's not even that. The thing that everyone loves about Joker is no one knows where the hell he came from. He's just there. People got a slight origin in the killing joke, which was just for the sake of it, but it was brilliant. But no one actually wants to know how the Joker came about, because you've had... It's like he said, he remembers it one way or sometimes another. He prefers an origin story where you just keep guessing. That's mm. what people want. You don't want an origin story for the, one of the best-loved characters well, who doesn't have one. That's what worked for the Ledger version. We, we didn't have one. Yeah, yeah and, exactly. he, he just, and he played up to that. Yeah. That he came up with different stories as to what had happened to him. Mm. Yeah. Then, obviously, you've got the, the Joker and Harley Quinn spin-off with, with mm. Leto returning and, and Margot Robbie. Um, that, that might be okay, but only if they tweak a few things. Yeah, and, and that's you'd expect that kind of film to come along. Th- yeah. They really want to play up to this Harley Quinn. She's, be- she's become such a popular character, despite yeah. the fact that the first film wasn't particularly well received. Um, she still came out of it fairly well. Another film that came out of Suicide Squad that was apparently announced was Deadshot. That's, that's disappeared now as well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. With Will Smith. Um, they've now apparently fast-tracked the sequel to Suicide Squad. Um, Which they shouldn't. Yeah, we saw the problems they had when they when they tried to pull it out of their ass with the first one. Yeah. <laughs> and look what happened. I know it made a, a ton of money, but it didn't go down particularly well. Um, what else? Is there? <coughs> Obviously, we've got the whole thing now with Zack Schneider having left. Um, again, not anybody's fault. They brought in Josh. And exactly. He obviously is doing a heck of a lot more work on the film than they originally expected him to do. Um, mm-hmm. They were filming for months and have spent a lot of money on it. Um, and obviously now they've had some backlash with Joss as well. Um, yes. In the last few weeks. And it just it just seems like <laughs> when they think they're doing something right, it goes wrong. Yeah. <laughs> and if they just do what they feel like it, then they just yeah. don't know what they're doing then, with it. Well, then you go back to Wonder Woman, then you have a film which got hardly any promotion, makes an absolute shitload of money for them. Yeah. Exactly. And, and obviously, I think I think the big thing is the Batman. Oh, yeah. What the oh. fuck is going on? Why can't they just... If Affleck's not doing it, just fucking Come on, announce say it. it. Yeah. It's doing my head because the thing with DC is they can't control their press releases. They get a bit of clickbait on the side and then someone blows that out of proportion, then it goes further and further and further. You get a hundred and one other rumours about DC Extended Universe, but they don't come out and say, right, that's bullshit, that, that's yeah. got a bit of truth to it, that's a load of cods wallop. And they can't say what's yes, what's no, what's yeah, that's a bit right, that's not. They just, they're being too secret about what they're planning. Yeah. That's their problem. In some ways they are, but then in other ways, they're just chucking out everything they could possibly put on a drawing board. Yeah. Like, Case in whole, point, Joe. Yeah, and the whole Flashpoint thing. There's no way in a million years that was their original plan. No, it's no. not. 
and they've done that. I'm sure they did have it's a, a plan reboot. To do it. Yeah, they it's had a reboot, some, isn't it? Yeah, they had some plan to do it at some point. I'm sure because there's no way they would have hired Jeffrey Dean Morgan and Lauren Cohen in those roles if they mm. weren't going to use them. Yeah, at some mm. point. But I am no way convinced that that was the plan for the original Flash film. No, because the thing was they came out and said that the reverse Flash was definitely going to be the first villain of their Flash series of movies or whatever. But people then automatically went, oh, his biggest storyline with Reverse Flash at the minute is Flashpoint, because they've done it on the telly show and the animated show or film. So they were like, right, so it's going to be Flashpoint then? Well, not necessarily. There's been Rebirth. There's been... Terminal Velocity, I think it was called, Born to Run. There's been loads of reverse Flash stories. It could even be a reverse Flash origin with the Flash shoved shoved in it. People are just, like, assuming that it's going to be the biggest thing straight away because they're trying to catch up to Marvel. It might not be. Uh, And and I think that that is just a case of they don't know what they've they've got. Yeah. Hmm. I think they think Affleck's probably done. Let's reboot and he's that. only been in it's, lots yeah, of Yeah, it sounds like it, doesn't it? Yeah. As, as much as he can keep saying, oh, I am doing it, I, I would work for Matt Reeves, I would become an ape on the ground to work for him. I don't see that. I think once he knew he couldn't direct that film, he was like, do you know what? I'm not not that interested anymore. Hmm. But, because yeah, I like yeah. him. Yeah, I, I think I he's love, really good. I love him. He's, but, he's one of my top two Batman at the minute. Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if the reshoots on uh, the Justice League movie lead towards that sort of flashpointy setup of some sort. Well, the, the rumor is that Joss has completely changed the end of the film. Oh, there you go. It was, it was going to lead into being Dark Side <clears throat> in, in the second part of the Justice League film, and apparently Joss has taken that out completely because he doesn't mm. want to be tied down. And again. His film, what's happened to that? His Batgirl film, that's not even being talked about now. Yeah. So, no, it's get, it probably won't shoot for another year or so. I've got the feeling they're just going to scrap it. The way they're going to alter. No, and I think they'll just scrap it and let Joss take over as Justice League. I think uh, he'll end up taking over complete creative duty by the sound of it. It'll be him, Jeff Johns, maybe Jim Lee. Yeah. And that, that'll be it. it. They'll be Kevin Feige... Um, what's her name? The one from Sony, Amy Pascal. Amy Pascal. Yeah, and one other person. That that what that's what it'll be because they need to just get their heads out their asses, sit at a table, get a massive piece of paper, write a timeline of what they're going to release, when they're going to release, and what they're going to put in each film. Yeah, because yeah, because a lot, a lot of the stuff very tentative. Even going forward to Green Lantern and things like that. They've talked oh. about twenty twenty, haven't they, for Green Lantern? Yeah. I've got my doubts whether we'll see that film. Yeah, and yeah. what happened with the first time they tried that? Oh. So, I mean, the only that, thing that's actually getting some sort of constant attention is Shazam. Yeah, and that even that's gone a bit tits up as well. Yeah. Because they're not even using his, his one and only real villain. I know. I mean, so who the, the hell... El- what other villains has he got, apart got, from Black Adam? God knows. I mean, and I don't think that will get made either. Shit. Yeah, I don't think Black Adam will get made either. Oh, actually, I think that might happen. 
Because what my thinking is, if they do, uh, which I'm also doubting at the minute, Man of Steel 2, if they do that when Henry Cavill is resurrected, um, that'll be the lead into the Shazam film with uh, Billy Batson getting his powers in Man of Steel 2 and the both of them fighting Black Adam. That's a possibility. I just I just look at it and, and Dwayne Johnson has just got so many other films. Yeah. <laughs> but you just look at it and you go, when the hell is he going to be able to fit in nine months worth of filming? Yeah. For something like this. When it's yeah. a, I genuinely think DC should just say, right, we're scrapping everything and starting from scratch, but with the same actors. So not necessarily get a, a Superman origin again, because we've seen that already. Just do a brand new Superman film where he comes out of the closet with his big S on his chest and flies around doing his thing. <laughs> comes out of the closet. <laughs> right? He does that. You then get maybe not another Wonder Woman origin, but like somehow she meets Superman or whatever. Don't do a Batman origin. We've seen that about 50 times. Frig off. Then, so that could be like, I'm not joking, Batman. The Batman films could just be Arkham Asylum, Arkham City, Arkham Knight, or slip Arkham Origins in first. For me, that that would be the film that I've always wanted, is the Arkham Asylum film. Yeah, mm. same. And it looked like that possibly was what Affleck was working on. Um, I know. And now that looks like that's probably been scrapped as well. And yeah. I wonder whether the whole Nightwing thing not being talked about now is because they're going to use Dick Grayson as the new Batman. Oh, do you know mm. what? Right. I read some of the Dick Grayson Batman comics. They're shit. Like, Dick Grayson is not a good Batman. Batman, film, Batman anything is always going to be shit unless it's Bruce Wayne. Yeah. Apart from, Batman Beyond. Apart from Batman Beyond. Yeah, but people would fact, buy a Batman Beyond film. Mm. If you told them that was not Bruce Wayne under that cow, then people wouldn't go and see it. Well, then again, if they made a Batman Beyond film, but Bruce Wayne was the Alfred like he is in the TV show, I think people would still go and see it. My, my own take is they should just get the guy who made those couple of shorts in the noughties, the guy who made the Grayson trailer, and, oh, and yeah. Batman. Batman Dead End and just make Batman Dead End the movie that's what I want to see yeah Batman the Joker Predator and Aliens <laughs> boom do you know what lads we should get together just sit down and do our own little DCEU send it to them and say right get your heads out your asses and stick to that I might watch that again after we've done this podcast it is on YouTube yeah, uh, I've watched it a few times um so. So that was the, the kind of the, the big bad. Um, so we'll move on to some of the smaller ones. And it, on a similar scale, let's talk about the Spider Verse. Um, I know we and then and then Fox, if we may. And Fox, yes, as well. Um, we'll talk about that. And but it just again, it just seems like a mess. Why why Marvel did this deal and didn't say, look, we're going to be involved in every single film you do that yeah. relates to Spider Man. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, and I know it was a difficult deal to do, but look at what's happened with the Return of Spider-Man. Yes, it's not made the the big box office box that people probably expected it to, um, but it has <clears> given it that new lease of life. I know it's only made six, what six hundred million, seven hundred million dollars. 
compared yeah. to the previous ones that have probably all done nearer a billion dollars. Um, but it's given that character a new lease of life. Yeah. And I just feel having that creative control that Marvel would give it. I've heard rumours now that the it's, Venom, it's, Venom film's been delayed. I, um, because yeah. they don't know what they're doing with it. Well, it's also like Sony are being that really selfish kid in the playground who won't share his toys. <laughs> and like Marvel are being like, well, can we just share that and we'll both reap the benefits? Maybe a couple of hundred million between but, the both of us? But like, it, the difference being it's kind of the toy that they were given by the other kids in the class in the playground to keep. <laughs> but they, they won't use it properly with them afterwards. I know, yeah. It's like they're being like, like hoarders of everything they can get their hands on, but we're not actually yeah. going to do anything proper with it. Yeah. And Fox are the same to a certain extent as well. Oh. Yeah, but the thing is, they've actually had good turnouts, apart from the odd one, or, well, yeah. two actually, that were really oh. shit. Yeah. F4. Four. <laughs> Fantastic four. <laughs> oh, geez. Yeah, which of course, that was, because that's what I was alluding to was the news this last week or so that they are considering a new teeny version of it of sorts no. from Fuck the off. point of view no. of Franklin I believe mm. uh, and I no. just just let that franchise go back to Marvel stick or, with yeah, the or do a Sony deal but yeah. everyone has controlled share um, creative control even and but the thing is no Marvel they'll probably like say like no that's not how you do this character this character came from us. We know what we're doing. Yet you have some sort of control off it, but we are going to have the final say. They sh- they should be able to do that because, I mean, given the right creative control with Fantastic Four, if you think about it, would Tom Hanks actually make the perfect Reed Richards? I think maybe, he would. Maybe ten, fifteen years ago, we could have got away with that. Oh no, yeah. I think he could get away with it now. To be honest. Yeah. If if he dyed his hair, obviously, because he's gone full on grey now for Sully. But see, I liked um, the casting of the previous one. The, is it Ewan Griffith? Yeah, yeah, yeah I, I thought loved he was him. Good. I loved him. It's just I thought he was a bit too, not nerdy, a bit like a bit too vulnerable. I know every character's got to be vulnerable to be relatable, but I thought he was just a bit too, like he could not get with Sue. <laughs> if he wanted to, she was just probably drugged at the time when she said yes to Maddie or something. I, 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 do you know what? I've got no problems with the X-Men being off by themselves. They've already fucked that time, timeline up enough. I don't, <laughs> don't need another one. I've got no idea where anything fits anymore. Um, when it comes to that, you could watch those films in any order and it yeah. still makes it, much sense if you watch them in the right order. Um <laughs> So I, I've got no problems with them keeping the X-Men. The Fantastic Four are the first family of Marvel. Yeah, they need to come home. And it just it doesn't feel right. There's certain stories that they're trying to tell when you look at it and you go, well, Reed should be there. Like when yeah. they go into space, that should be the Fantastic Four going. Yeah. Mm. It shouldn't be Peter Parker and God knows who else and Captain America. It shouldn't yeah. be those guys. It should be. It should be the Fantastic Four and the Guardians. That's yeah. who it should be. Maybe Iron Man to an extent because he can build a spacesuit. But yeah, mm. and just, no, I agree. Just the whole Sony thing is just—it's kind of blowing out into all kinds of weird proportions. 
from that. Yeah. The, the Silver and Black spin-off, talking about using certain villains that then Marvel won't be able to use, and Sony saying, oh, we're not going to use Norman Osborn, but Marvel can have him, um, which I'm <laughs> happy with. I'd, I'd love him to be in the, the MCU. It's where he Yeah, was. I would. I just think he's already been used, though. I mean, he was brilliant I, from I Willem Dafoe. Yeah, he was a bit I want chef, to see like him used in a different way, though. There. Yeah. I want to see him as that overarching kind of genius behind everything. We've had the the galactic villain now with Thanos. Yeah. I want that more Earthbound running the ground level. Yeah, because mm. you can't of, use Red Skull Candy, let's be no. perfectly honest. So, so who else is going to go to the next biggest well-known villain? Yeah. Norman. Uh, it's Norman. Yeah. And, yep. and I hope that that's right that they are saying that they can use him because they don't want to use him in the in the Spider-Man films. Um, but it's just, again, they're talking about using Carnage as well in the, the Venom film. It's, See, it's I'd like early. that. No, I'd like it. It was too early when they introduced Venom the first time. Yeah, true. It's too early to be introducing Venom and <laughs> Carnage. No, I think if they had um, a Carnage with the operative word, um, sort of like Carnage versus Venom, I think that would be all right. And then at the end of it, they like rocketed to Earth, and that's where Venom meets Spider-Man or Carnage meets Cletus Cassidy, something like that. I think that would be fine. But yeah, I can see your point. <laughs> I hear the way things are at the moment. You're like Cletus the Slack John Yokel, <laughs> <laughs> and his thirteen kids. Yeah. Shared between him and his daughters. <laughs> um, but yeah, we'll see where this is going. Obviously, we we talked about being impressed with Spider Man. Let's see what Sony do, and whether it does end up in Marvel's hands, we don't know. It may do. Mm. That might be the delay on the the Venom film. It might be that Marvel are now involved. We don't know, and I don't think we will know until probably after Infinity War. Um, about what's going on. Well, apparently we find out what happens to Peter um, after these next two films. Apparently the end of, I think, part four leads right into the Spider-Man sequel, so it's definitely going to be a telling point at the at the end of these two Avengers films. Um, mm. We spoke a little bit about it. Josh, Josh didn't agree with us. Um, but the declining lacking quality of the, the DC TV shows... Um, we said we liked Legends. Josh, you liked Arrow. We didn't particularly. I don't think Supergirl or Flash have been particularly great in the last year. No. No. Um, I think they're wasting storylines in the Flash. Flashpoint was pathetic. Oh, no, I didn't mind Flashpoint, but yeah, it wasn't as good as it could have been. He needed one. Yeah. He should have spent the entire season losing more memories each episode. Yeah. It was two episodes. I suppose we should just. Mention briefly the fact though that Gotham is finally available sit the current season or last season. Let's not even go uh, that. that's getting Oh close. no, I, I I actually loved Gotham this year. Came out on disc this week, I believe, and I think it it's Netflix on Friday. Yeah. Yeah. I uh, I like Gotham this year. Oh it's um, just that but I, I've not seen it. But... Since the pictures of the new Diddy Batman. Yeah. Oh that's no, exactly no, 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 no. Yeah, no. that's that's what I mean. They completely fucked <coughs> that timeline up. Yeah. I'm so glad it's not part of any other universe that it's out on its own. Yeah. Because yeah. a 15 kid, 15 year old kid into Batman and looks mm. like he's wearing a puffer jacket and a balaclava. 
<laughs> or, a, or a gimp mask. Well, he actually did look like a gimp, to be honest. <laughs> he did look like he goes home and Alfred ties him up. Yeah. It's just the fact that they're introducing characters that... Changing characters into other characters. Of course, we're back to Fox again, aren't we? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Now Barbara Gordon's becoming Harley Quinn or something, is she? It feels like it. Yeah, and, she's not Barbara Gordon, but yeah, I know what you mean. But, and what's his name is now Solomon Grundy. Yeah, but that worked. I think that worked. It's just like, just stick to the storyline. Stick to the the origin. You've got to admit, though, the Court of Owls were quite cool. Mm. Yeah, but again, Court of Owls is 20, 30 years later on. Yeah, true. In the comics. Oh. <laughs> and it's just like, it's just all over the place. It seems to be the imprint stuff that's doing better with DCs, like um, iZombie. Yeah. Or the, the Vertigo stuff, things like yeah, that. See, I, I don't watch iZombie, but I'll tell you what I do watch. Lucifer. Which, again, starts on telly this week, so I need to watch that. I haven't seen it I yet. I need to catch up on season two. I haven't seen any of it, so... Oh, season one was amazing. He's such an... He's just, he's just an arsehole, but he's but, brilliant. But that stuff seems to be working quite well, the imprint yeah. stuff that's been adapted. Yeah. Yeah, just Flash and Supergirl this year definitely declined in quality. I didn't, I didn't like the love storyline in Supergirl. Yeah, I, I didn't thought, mind it just because I thought Chris Wood was quite a good actor. So but, I uh, just didn't like the character at all. It was a bit sort of cringy at times. And it was like he was kept around due to the fact that she is going out with him. Yeah. In real life, and it was like they mm. could have got rid of him halfway through the season. Yeah, because yeah. apart from you- Superman appearing in that show. It was pretty bad. Yeah. We'll skip over heroes and villains because I think we already mentioned that before. Yeah. <laughs> um, and and as I said, that I didn't think the Flash was particularly great. Um, yeah. No. I thought the crossovers were fairly poor. Oh no, I like the crossover. Um, I like. I thought the first episode was an absolute joke with Supergirl when they were claiming it was a yeah. show crossover, yeah, I, I, and it wasn't. Yeah. No, I didn't even bother with that. And they shoehorned in the Arrow 100th episode as part of it. Yeah, didn't like that either. Which took you out of the storyline. No, the crossover as an actual um, four-hour-long... Well, the concept was great, I think. Yeah, the concept thing was great. Like, the actual story behind it was great. But, like you said, Paul, the way they just said, oh, this is the 100th episode of Arrow, by the way. Here's a few characters we've shoehorned in. Like, here's Moira back for, like, two minutes. Yeah. And it had absolutely nothing to do with the storyline. Yeah. Of the, the crossover. And it was just like, oh, we're just going to shove it here because it's special. Yeah. Uh, I actually thought the musical crossover was better. Mm. Yeah, mm. yeah, I enjoyed that episode. The, there was characters in there that you felt probably fitted the roles that they were playing. And it, they weren't yeah. just there for the sake of it. The Obviously, the, the villain is from the comics. So he wasn't something yeah. new. Um, I I actually really liked those two episodes, and I thought they were probably some of the best of the season. Yeah, I didn't mm. mind Avatar. Oh no, I didn't right. like. Well, but, actually, until they revealed them as Future Barry or Time Remnant Barry, I liked them, and then they revealed them. I was like, no, I don't like this anymore. <laughs> um, yeah, it was a bit of an anticlimax, wasn't it? it was... Yeah, you kind of <clears throat> guess it as well, just before he actually realizes it himself. Yeah. There, there was a moment where you can tell, oh, shit, he's going to unveil himself. Quite clearly, yeah. it's it's Barrow. 
Yeah. Um, I didn't mind the storyline as a whole. I just, I, and Tony, I know you brought this up between us. It just borders speedsters being the villain. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 That's why I'm made up. They've got the thinker for this year. Yeah. Much, much better to to stray away, and it's it's the same. It's that's the problem I've had with with Arrow is it's been mob bosses after mob bosses, even when it's they've been in and, and also Arrow wielding villains as well, giving him opposites as well all the time. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, and that's what I mean. It's it's been it's been like leader of a gang every single time that had exactly the same powers. Yeah. Other than yeah. Dark, but Dark yeah. crap anyway. Yeah, Dark Dark was shit. Razor Ghoul was okay. Um Slade was absolutely amazing, but that was only because he was super powered. And yeah. then season one was great because it was like dark, gritty, it was brand new and everyone was like, Oh this is cool this and I know you didn't like it but I get what you mean about Prometheus was practically Oliver but evil. See, I thought, was it Tobias at the start of season? Yeah. The, yeah. I thought he was going to be a fo- the, the season villain in a kind of kingpinny kind of way. Yeah. And I was really disappointed when they offed him. I thought this guy could be interesting. Yeah. The, I, I think they said they might bring him back, but I don't think he'd be a season long because they haven't. Wait, did they announce? Yeah, they announced who the villain was for season six, Richard Dragon. But I'll be honest, I've never heard of him. No, I haven't either. Has he got a but when you talk about the Flash, when you think about it, he's had reverse Flash after reverse Flash for three series, when you think about it. Yeah. Yeah. Even though that in the comics they are separate characters with different motivations, they are basically just the reverse Flash, but with a different face. And a different name. Uh, yeah, a different name. And I must have, every time I heard Zoom mentioned, I kept thinking of A, the ice cream, and B, the song. Oh god! Yeah, the ice cream is what always comes to mind. Um, That's the we, British in us. It really is. All, There's the twist that we promise everyone. So, for all our American listeners, the Zoom is an ice lolly. In the, it's, it's a sucker in the in the UK. Um, so, so yeah, that that was kind of it on the DC side, I think. Um, the last thing I was going to bring up, Marvel-wise, on the on the bad side was obviously Iron Fist didn't do as well as they'd hoped mm. it would. It yeah. had had the highest downloads on Netflix for the last yeah, year. Yeah, that's only because of what came before it. When you think uh, about exactly. it, exactly the the ratings were were poor. Um, people weren't particularly impressed with Finn Jones. Um, and yeah, so I'm not being funny. If I have to hear I am the immortal Iron Fist one more time, I'm going to throw me telly through the window. <laughs> Tying into yeah, another thing that I was going to bring up as well, uh, the director, the showrunner, hasn't got a particularly great reputation at the moment. In, yeah. in Scott Buck, he's been moved on from Iron Fist Season 2. Um, mm. He's the showrunner on Inhumans, which is getting poor reviews as well. Um, yeah, they're only worried on that. Just get rid of them all together. Um, I mean, so two I, shows that haven't got good reviews. Yeah, I'm, I'm thinking they bad. really need to they really need to pass the buck. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, oh, um, we're <laughs> I enjoyed Iron Fist. It wasn't my least favourite of the shows. Uh, Luke Cage still uh, holds up the table for me. Um, I enjoyed <laughs> it. There was definitely some 
some room for improvement, and I think we definitely saw some improvement in the defenders. Especially uh, his fighting sequences. Yeah, oh, and yeah. from what I was told, he had about two weeks to train for our wow. office. That's um, what he called us. And that would explain why the fight scenes were fairly dreadful. Mm. Um, he says he's he's six months out from filming, and he's just about to start training this time, uh, ah. season two. Um, so they're definitely he's meant to get a new costume as well, isn't he? Well, he was wearing it at the end of the Defenders. Yeah. Um, not many people picked up on that. Um, that he is actually mm. wearing the Iron Fist costume at the end. Yeah, um, the current except for the bandana, which I can yeah. kind of think a, a street it's version, if you will. Yeah, of them. which is what he wears in the comics now. He yeah. doesn't wear the version that everybody's going, oh, he's got to wear that. Um, <laughs> in fact, Daredevil wore something closer to that in The Defenders than, than yeah. Iron Fist did. Mm. Um, but I definitely see it improving, and it's a shame, because I've met Finn. He's a lovely guy. Um, he didn't deserve the stick he was getting for it. Stick, bum yeah. Um, yeah. <clears throat> we, we'll talk about him a lot more in the Defenders, um, the Defenders reviews, I'm sure. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I didn't, I didn't find <coughs> it that bad, and it was a shame that it got got the reviews that it did. Um, yeah. As I said, I like it better than Luke Cage. Um, I thought they worked fairly well together in the Defenders, and look forward to seeing a bit more of that. And <laughs> there's there's a lot of room for improvement with with uh, Iron Fist so I know you guys you guys enjoyed it as well um, what did you think to the critical reaction to it was it deserved or mm. on on one level yes but I mean I can see where the critics are coming from where sometimes it was just dragged and dragged and dragged but I mean as an actual story I thought it was quite entertaining but I can, like I said, I can understand why people may have said mm. it's not my favourite Netflix Marvel show. Mm-hmm. And I like the uptown stuff in the background, the business stuff. Yeah. Um, and I, I, I must, I rather cruelly described the character as Danny Bland in that show. I must admit. Yeah. So, uh, which he wasn't in the Defenders, incidentally. I thought he was far more interesting now this time yeah. around. Um, I've, I. I can understand why it wasn't so real. See, the, the fighting sequences didn't have the oomph of previous shows, of the, even Luke Cage <clears throat> and and Finn himself. People said he's miscast. I, I think whether no, it's just a case of not, him no, not, not finding his feet so quickly as the others possibly uh, was the real case. They had real trouble casting that role. Mm. Um, and a lot of people were like, well, why don't you just scrap it totally? And having seen the Defenders now, we know why they couldn't scrap it. Yeah, um, mm. because really his whole storyline is the main vein throughout the the story. Yeah, um, he's technically like the huge glue that actually brings them together when you think about it. Because if it weren't for him, the hand wouldn't be trying to dig into New York. Yeah, he he is the reason that the defenders actually come together. Yeah, and and that's what I felt. As soon as I started watching Defenders, I was like, well, that's why they didn't scrap Iron Fist. Because he had to be there. Mm -hmm. Um, He basically Thor for the the Defenders, because (laughs) Thor is the reason that the Avengers get together, because Loki was a complete prick. And uh, that's why they got together. So Iron Fist 
is the Thor because that's why they all come together. Yeah. So and and fingers crossed the second series goes better for him. I'm I'm worried that it might hit the roadblock that people have gone well the first series was crap. I'm not gonna bother watching the second one. Yeah. Um, hopefully with the Defenders and Punisher this year, um will make people change their mind and see that Marvel are still producing great stuff for Netflix. Yeah. Yeah. Um and get people to watch it again. I know we've got we've got a lot more series to come before Iron Fist returns. Um I'm guessing we won't see Iron Fist now until probably 2019. Yeah. Mm -hmm. What what, what have we got? Punisher, Daredevil, Jessica Jones and Luke Cage. Yeah, so you'll have, I think, Jessica's first next year. Yeah. Uh, I I think, I'm not sure between her and Luke Cage, I think they've got the the spring-summer slot and uh, assuming Daredevil's going to get the late slot of the year. Um, yeah. No, no. I thought it would have been Jessica, um, Daredevil, and then Luke Cage is at the end, and then Iron Fist again. Because I think <coughs> if Iron Fist gets a, a, that second season of Iron Fist is shit, like the first one slightly was. I think they're gonna scrap the Iron Fist series completely. And if you know the way, like Luke Cage was a bit crap towards the second half. I think if heroes for hire. Yeah, I think they're just gonna pull the two of them together because Daredevil hasn't even started filming yet, though. Yeah, I don't know, but I th- when you the think other two about are nearly it, done. Yeah. maybe. Yeah. So that's what makes me think, and and plus that I would imagine the darker storyline possibly will fit better at that time of the year. Maybe. Just because, and it, it's a strange thing to say, but just because it is darker nights and and things, people are being watching something like Daredevil of the yeah. evening. Mm. Whereas yeah. the other two are quite bright and. And breezy in their in their structure, I would say. Uh, yeah. Obviously, you've got Luke Cage that's kind of driven on by music, yeah, and, and stuff like that. And then obviously, uh, I guess there's the big buildings and it's yeah. all bright up in the sky. Yeah. Yeah. So it's for me that's the way I would do it. I would, and the same. They're obviously Chan Punisher at the end of the year. And yeah. It, no way is that going to be bright and breezy. We, we all know that. Um, just imagine if Punish just sat in a nice little field full of wheat. Yeah. Just running running through those fields of wheat and just picking daisies up, making little daisy chains, stepping them <laughs> on his wife's head, and then she gets shot. Oh, yeah, that's the flashback episode. Episode four, <laughs> five. It's about episode four, usually, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. The, the filler episode. <laughs> yeah. Um, but did you guys have any, any other bad things to bring up before we, we close out the episode? <laughs> I was going to say one bad thing, which uh, well, it might be a good thing. Um, well, only a bad thing if they bring him back from the dead, <laughs> and that's Mister Tennant. Oh. <laughs> I know Josh yeah. was wet so. uh, I, I, yeah, I may, may have changed my pants more than once in that day. <laughs> I think I think it'll be a good thing if they do what I suspect they're doing, which is bringing him back. Maybe he's been in her head. Yeah, I would prefer. That's what that. I have a feeling that he's going to yeah. be doing. It looks to I, me like it's possibly not just going to be her head, though. Ah. I think he should be like a virus and infect everyone he's ever sort of come into contact with and not not possessed, like controlled. So don't get me wrong, more tenant is a great thing. Yeah. It, it'll be it'll be a bad thing if they bring him back from the dead in the in the not conventional sense. I think. Yeah. Yeah. I want to see him as that sort of insidious, a bit like they did with um. 
Uh, Scorpio, or what was the the guy in the Farscape? Yes. Uh, he came back. Uh, uh, Harvey he got the nickname of Harvey because he came back. Scorpius, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. And he came back as a figment of John's imagination. And I think that would work really well with Tenant this time around if that's what they're planning to do. Yeah. yeah, if he's if he's in if he's like a psychological manifestation, I would be fine with that. If mm. they did bring him back, I'd be okay. But it depends what they did with him. Mm. Yeah, I, I definitely. The, the problem they've got is because Jessica was only a one-off story. Yeah. Um, and he was in all of it. The difficulty they've got is that they've got no real villains. I know Brian yeah. Michael Bendis is now currently writing a new comic. Um, because of her popularity from the TV show, um, yeah. he's brought her back, and I'm not sure whether they've introduced a new villain in that or whether it's still Purple Man or not. Um, mm. But that is the difficulty they've got: is, yeah. is finding another villain for her. Yeah. So it's not really a huge surprise that they have brought him back. Uh, Josh, did you have anything else you wanted to bring up on the bad side of things before we we close out? Uh, no, I think we've pretty much covered everything, haven't we? Yeah, that's a good good hour or so. Uh, we've been chatting about the good and the bad of, of the comic book, TV and film world. Um, we're hoping to get out some more regular content. Uh, I'm currently reading some comics, if anybody follows us on on Twitter and Facebook. Uh, I'm currently reading the, the new Marvel Generations series. Um, I'm going to be doing some reviews on that. I picked up the first four one-shots. Uh, before the main main series starts, so we're going to have reviews of the Hulk, uh, Jean Grey slash the Phoenix. Um, what else have I got? I've got Wolverine and X23, and there was one other that I can't remember what it was. I haven't read it yet, um, but there's going to be some mini reviews of those going up on the on the podcast okay. feed. As I said, I'm going to see Inhumans next week. Um, it's released Wednesday, is it this week? Um, or later on in the week, I'm not sure which day it is. I thought it was Friday, wasn't it? Yeah, it's Friday, yeah. Uh, I'm going to go and see it next Wednesday, I think. Um, So there'll be a review of those first two episodes. Um, Craig will hopefully be back for the next episode. He he landed back from his three-week trip in Florida this morning. Um, He wanted to come on, but he actually had to go and see the in-laws. So shout-out to Craig. Sorry he couldn't make it. (laughs) No, you Shout out to Mary, actually. Mary the in-law. <laughs> Mary the mother-in-law. Love Mary. Um, so we'll be back with the main episode. As I said, we're, we're hopefully going to do two episodes reviewing the Defenders, go a bit more in-depth than, than we have done, like we did with Spider-Man. I want to thank everybody that uh, listened to the Spider-Man episode. We had a great reaction to that. It's one of our biggest episodes. Um, we used a slightly different format um, for that episode, and it's done really well. Um, so thank you for that. I also want to give a shout out to Brian Rose, um, great listener from the After Dark Network. He he promotes everything that we do, uh, all four shows that are on the, the After Dark Network. He always promotes us and always listens. So thank you, Brian. Um, and I think that's it for this month. Go and follow us on Twitter. Um, these shows are now we're going to be going out on the After Dark Network YouTube channel as well um, uh, and don't forget the Instagram as well yeah the Instagram we don't use hopefully we'll get a few more should. hopefully over the next once the convention season kicks in again we'll get a few photos and stuff up on there again yeah. so yeah, we have got plans ahead so yeah 
Uh, we all hope to be at a convention at some point together, so we'll be out talking to, to cosplayers and fans and, and things like that. So um, there's a lot a lot built in the future. We, If you if you love, love the show or if you like the show or if you even don't like the show, go and give us a review. Um, it chucks us up the charts. Um, it makes us more visible on iTunes. Um, we'd really appreciate that. We, we want to bring more great content um, for you guys that listen. Um, so go and promote us if you can. If you if you don't want to, then that's that's fine. But we we'd love some help in in uh, getting this podcast out there a bit more. Um, so if, if you don't promote, so we we may be forced to ring the Punisher. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, Frank is on uh, speed dial. If you don't like us, um, but yeah, I'm I'm heading out to Paris in a couple of weeks, back to Disneyland Paris. Um, so if any of our listeners are out there, I'm going out there for the, the half marathon weekend again. Um, I think it's it's about three and a half weeks until I'm out there. Um, so if you see me, come and, come, come and speak to me. Um, I will have this after dark badges. We haven't got strike badges at the moment, but we will get some made at some point. Um, so I'll be giving them out if you want one. I'll be wearing a this after dark t-shirt as well uh, at times. So if you're out there, come and come and see me. Um, but I think I think that's it from us this month. Um, just want to say thank you. So it's been been great doing these podcasts for the last what eighteen months now. Um, we're really enjoying it and hoping all our listeners are enjoying it. Yeah. So from me, thank you and goodbye. Bye. Right. Bye. This podcast is part of the After Dark Podcast. Oh.